Welcome to the Mindset Beauties podcast. We're three beauty entrepreneurs talking about life, mindset, beauty, and everything in between with your hosts, Blakely, Cheyenne, Amanda. Now let's get into the episode. everybody and welcome to our spooky scary stories podcast i'm blakely and i'm here with amanda and cheyenne and this is our halloween edition okay you guys i'm kind of nervous for this one (laughs) this one's kind of if you're from utah or if you're from Ogden. You can go see it and I know that they do ghost ghost like tours and stuff. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a background. I'm just reading it offline. So if you guys want to read and see the creepy pictures, we'll we'll tag it. So the Ben Lomond is a hotel in the city of Ogden, Utah, that has a reputation for being a beautiful Italian Renaissance revival style building and also for being one of the most haunted hotels in the state. I did not know this. For real? I don't know. I really you? Uh-huh. It's creepy. The Ben Lomond Hotel stands on Washington Boulevard in the city, but this wasn't its original name. The hotel was built in 1927 to replace a hotel called the Reed Hotel and was originally called the Bigelow Hotel and then changed its name again in 1933 when a new owner took over and renamed it the Ben Lomond. It was built by Hodgson and McLennan, who also built the Egyptian Theater and the Forest Service Building in the city. The name was in honor of the mountains in the highlands of Scotland by the new owner, Marnie Eccles. He loved the area himself and wanted to name his new hotel in honor of it. The hotel was the highest structure in the city at 13 stories, with two of these being underground. At first, the hotel wasn't such a grand establishment and was more of a boarding house. In fact, it was populated by the less socially prestigious of the time and during the Prohibition. A tunnel was constructed to smuggle various kinds of alcohol into the building, prostitutes gangs and criminal activity was common within its walls you know there's tunnels yeah in 25th street yeah freaky i've seen them i've seen some of them it's so freaky they used to have one by the old um pizza lucky slice so they moved Mm -hmm. lucky slice locations but there was one you can go downstairs and see it but they boarded it up i've seen them i've seen them too like in salons and stuff it's all bored it's freaky you guys it's so freaky it took its current form in 1980 when it was bought and transformed into a 120-suite hotel. Originally, elements such as marble floors and crystal chandeliers can still be seen in the building and is now on the National Historic Registries. One of the most curious stories of Ben Lomond Hotel's haunted past are the elevators. Despite the fact that no one is operating them, the elevators like to work moving up and down (laughs) between floors without having anyone press any buttons. Is it still open right now? Like, you can go stay there? Oh my gosh! <laughs> At night, the staff will report the elevator appearing on the lobby, then going to the tenth floor and stopping as if someone is as if letting somebody off. One of the oldest ghost stories in the hotel appears to be associated with a mother and son with the room eleven o two. The woman was honeymooning in the hotel when there was an accident and she died drowning in the hotel bath. 
Since then, the room has countless reports of the bath filling itself up with water as well as actual sightings of the woman's ghost. Her son later came to claim his mother's belongings, presumably this was her second marriage. He was allowed to stay in the same room but became distraught and depressed. He decided to take his own life to join his Mm -hmm. mother. Guests have reported voices of the man in the room as well as staff encountering their ghost. Other reports include that there are calls received from the room 1102, but no one is ever there when the receptionist answers them. I'm really freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) The woman was said to wear a lilac perfume and is often smelled around the hotel, even when no one is present. Oh my God. Whoa. So I did find a few other ones, but the main one is the mother and son. Um, A few of the other ones. In September of 1921, a cook... I don't know how to say his name, Asuki Nakono, felt his death in the elevator shaft. It's believed that he called the elevator and when the doors opened, stepped in without looking. Unfortunately, the elevator car hadn't arrived and he fell three <laughs> floors. And then they had re-demolished the, the hotel, but it's still, even with the Ben Lomond being there, it's still said to be at Haunted because this is when it was the Reed Hotel. Um, there's a couple other ones. Just two years later, Edward Spellman, a guest staying there, was killed after he was supposedly found attacking another guest's wife. So I don't know if these are all true, but I mean, there's a lot of people dying and stuff there. So (laughs) Um, I'm going to go stay there. In 1939, two men arrived at the hotel and asked to be taken to the top floor. They walked down the south hallway and opened the window and leaped to their deaths. Mm. Now you can't open the windows in there because I've been in there since then and you can't open the windows because people would go in there and like commit suicide and jump off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When did you go in there? Did you go to stay? No. I went. To like visit? Yeah. Well, I went for my friend's wedding. Oh, okay. But you didn't go to like I didn't stay there. No. Oh. Two other deaths may have occurred on the 11th floor, but they're not sustained, and that's the mother and son death. And then there was one in 1976. The hotel clerk, Henry Topping, was found dead on the floor in a pool of blood, and he had been brutally attacked and stabbed 44 times. What? So, you know, it's fine. So if you guys want to go stay there. Gosh, uh, I didn't know that was, like, haunted. Mm -hmm. But those are most of the ones I find. It's kind of hard. I found them on Reddit, so just go Google them, and you guys can find them and read them and see the pictures. I wonder if people, like, ask for that um, room and stuff. You know, just to stay. Is it that? Yeah, it's that one. I had screenshotted this because it's so pretty on the inside. I was like, maybe I should have my wedding there. It is really pretty. My friend got married there, but I don't know if I would stay there. (laughs) Oh, my God. You should get married there on Halloween. Oh, no, I can't do that. In 1102. Yeah, in 1102. No, no. That's where you should have your honeymoon. No, thank you. I'm not trying to die on my honeymoon. Oh, my wedding. That would be creepy. Okay, what's your guys' story? That's nice. I feel like mine was kind of lame, but I don't know. No, that was not lame. It was good. It was interesting because, like, we know where it is. Yeah. Like, it's really close to home. Yeah. So that's, like, I did not know that about that hotel. I knew it was haunted, but, like, I never looked into it, really, because it's scary to look mm-hmm. into those kind of things. Because it looks like a nice hotel. Yeah. Like, I've always thought, oh, we could stay there or something. So, I've never, I should. didn't. No. <laughs> we will not be now. Now she's not. She's like, nope. No way. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, my scary story is actually true with my family. But um, 
hopefully I'll tell it right. So my grandma, when she was a little girl, she was staying at her grandma's house and she was staying at her grandma's house and the it was time for bedtime. So my grandma got her ready for bed. They went upstairs to her bedroom and my, so it'd be, what, what's that? My great grandma, my great grandma was like, okay, we need to kneel down to pray, you know, every night. So they kneeled down to pray and my great grandma had opened her eyes and there was this guy underneath the bed who had escaped jail. He was in an orange jumpsuit and was just like staring at her. And my great grandma just stayed calm and took my grandma after the prayer said, we need to go downstairs real quick to get you a glass of milk. Calmly took her downstairs, called the police. And by the time the police got there, he had like escaped back out the window and just like left, but they don't, yeah. And then the police were like, we've been looking for him because a guy has escaped jail. So yeah, mm. my grandma always tells me that and it's so freaky. Yeah. So she always is like, make sure you kids kneel down to pray at night and check, check under your beds. <laughs> and it's so scary, but it's true. That is so scary. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my scary story. I get freaked out. Like, have you guys ever seen Chucky? I hate no, Chucky. No, I don't like... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I think he, like, comes out from underneath the bed and, like, grabs people. Still to this day, even though I'm, like, almost 25 years old, I will not have any type of body part laying off of the bed. Mm-hmm. has to be on the bed. Yep. Mm. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even when, like, your foot's out of the blanket, nope. you're like, uh, what's going to touch it? So you have to put mm. it under the blanket. Oh, my god. When I go to um, scary movies at the movie theater... I really have to like sit with my feet up on the seat. Do you? Because I'm scared that someone's going to grab my <laughs> ankle. Every time I'm watching a scary movie, I'm always like that. Oh, so if we go to a movie, I know what I'm going to do. I know, yeah. Like, ah. I don't even watch scary stuff though. I'm like so naive. To I that do thing. because I like that adrenaline that you get from the scary stuff. Yeah. Ethan and I still haven't went to a haunted house yet, but he said he'd take me this year. So we'll see. Yeah. But... It's like, it scares me so much, but it's so fun at yeah. the same time. Yeah. It's actually fun to go right now because I just went recently and they can't touch you or they ha- and you have to wear masks. So <laughs> just so you know, like that's why I went because usually I don't like them to like get close mm-hmm. to you, but. Oh, that's true. Because of COVID, they can't get close to you. Yeah. I would like so just pay so you the know. extra for them to like touch me. Oh, no. You well, back, back in the day, yeah, I'd be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they would, like, pull you apart from your party. I would handcuff myself. Yeah, what? Oh, Oh, I would never. I was going to say, I paid more to get through faster. (laughs) To, like, the fast pass, but that's scary. I'll tell Ethan, like, I think he'll be more inclined to go. Yeah, now that they can't. Yeah. They still kind of got close to you, but it wasn't as bad. You're like, COVID, please. Yeah, excuse me. (laughs) It is really scary, though. Okay, I'm going to read you a story. Um, I got this from a book. I think it's called Creepy Stories to Tell After Dark or whatever. It's a book I used to have when I was a kid. And this story has always stayed with me, even till like now. Anytime I'm in my car, I have to check everything, make sure we're good to go. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) I'm going to get in my spooky story voice. (laughs) Okay. One night, a woman went out for drinks with her girlfriends. She left the bar fairly late at night and started driving home on a deserted highway. 
she noticed a pair of headlights in her rearview mirror approaching at a pace just slightly quicker than hers. As the car pulled up behind her, she glanced and saw the turn signal on. The car was going to pass when suddenly it swerved back behind her, pulling up dangerously close to her tailgate and flashed its lights. Now she was getting nervous. The lights dimmed for a moment, and then the brights came back on and the car behind her surged forward. The frightened woman struggled to keep her eyes on the road. Finally, she turned onto the exit. The car continued to follow, flashing its brights periodically. Through every stoplight and turn, the car followed her until she pulled into her driveway. She figured her only hope was to make a mad dash into the house and call the police. As she jumped out of her car, so did the driver of the car behind her, and he screamed, Lock the door! Call the police! Call 911! When the police arrived, the horrible truth was finally revealed to the woman. The man in the car had been trying to save her. As he pulled up behind her and his headlights illuminated her car, he saw the silhouette of a man with a butcher knife rising from the back seat. I'm like, um, what if that's true? I always check my back seat whenever I get in the car now because I have to make sure that no one's behind yeah. the back seat with the butcher knife. That made me sweaty. That yeah, that's so scary. Yeah, Gosh. can you imagine? And thankfully for that guy, Gal. Yeah. You imagine? Yeah. Oh. Wow. We just wanted to do like a fun, like scary one, but yes. we freaked ourselves out. A I know. Bit. Now I'm like all scared. I know. This would be the perfect time to go to a haunted thing now. Yeah, you guys should do it. <laughs> well, you guys should tell us your scary stories or if anything crazy has ever happened to you, like yeah. Cheyenne's grandma and great grandma. Yeah. Or if you have like one that has stuck with you since childhood, or if you know any around Utah, any like haunted places that is just like freaky, <laughs> let us know. For sure. Let Blakely know, because I don't know if I can handle it. It's true. Just message, just DM us on Instagram. I'll read them. (laughs) But yeah, we just wanted something fun for you to enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your Halloween. Yeah. Have a spooky Halloween. (laughs) Woo! Thank you so much for listening. We would love it if you were to leave a review, like, and subscribe. If you got anything from today, please share on your social media and tag us. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, we We are are the Mindset Mindset Beauties. And then, well, don't forget all the lovely things we plan to do today. Come on. Come on.